Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Kenny, when does it pay to stalk somebody on Facebook? Stalk? What do you mean stalk I'll tell you when. on Facebook? When? Well, maybe it wasn't stalking, but when you follow someone on Facebook, sometimes you get a lot of good information. So today I was on Facebook, and I'm looking around. Here's Antonio Hall, football coach at McKinley. He's at the Turk working out with our good friend Dominique Robinson, defensive end of the Chicago Bears. So why not give it a shot? We figure, well, what's it going to cost me? Make a phone call, see if we can get uh, Mr. Robinson on the phone. And sure enough, here he is, member of the Chicago Bears. Let that sink in. Chicago Bears defensive end, Dominique Robinson. What's up, brother? What's going on? How's everybody doing? You're doing great. We're, we're great, man. Welcome back to your neighborhood, Mr. Man. Robinson. Oh, yeah. It's always a blessing. You know what? I got to tell you, we watch these games and there's just something different about, you know, and kudos to Mike Doss. We're going to talk about him getting inducted into the Collegiate Football Hall of Fame later on. But when he played at the league, and whenever guys make good and they make it to the next level, it's just a sense of pride, man, for this area to watch it. What's it been like playing for the Chicago Bears? It's been fun, honestly, man. It's, it's you know, you know our, our team hasn't had the year that, you know, we wanted, but we're fighting, man. It's, it's, it's a great experience. That be a rookie of that organization and of this uh, new regime that's going on, and I can't wait to um, kind of see what's 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 our future going to look like. And the reason he's able to talk with us today, JT, is they're on a bye with five other teams in the NFL, so he comes back home. Uh, and as he mentioned, not having the season that the team wanted, but for you, you've played in 13 games, 27 tackles, one and a half sacks, two passes defended, one block kick. Are you surprised by the impact you've been able to make in your rookie year? Uh, I, I Did I expect to, to have numbers like that this far? No, honestly. Um, my, my goal was going into the draft that, you know, wherever I went, whether, whether I make an impact on ST or on the defense, I'm going, I'm going to be on the 53 man roster regardless. You know, I'm going to work that hard to get there. And, uh, and, you know, it, it kind of worked to my favor that, you know, some things happened with the organization that, uh, and some people kind of got hurt and things went the way it went for me that where I'm now starting. So, uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a solid opportunity. Tom, when I look at this NFC North, you know, and a lot of people expected the Green Bay Packers to be better and maybe the Bears as well. But the thing is this, at 3-10, and 10, you look at your schedule and look at all these close games. Kenny, they lose to the yeah. Falcons 27-24. The Lions by one point. The Lions, a very interesting team to say the least. But the Bears are going to be right there. I mean, when you look at the record, it says you are who your record is. It says you are. But when you really go into practice every day and you get prepared for for games on Sunday, and obviously with a bye week, you guys got to feel pretty good about yourself, I would think. Yes. No, we we do. It's a lot of guys on the team. Like I and I've I tell my wife all the time. I'm like, man, I've at Miami. My first two years were were similar to this year, where it was just all of our games were we were losing by like almost a touchdown. You know, just just 
we were losing really close games, and we were like just one opportunity that went our way, we were winning that game. And I'm telling her, I'm like, look, I, I want a, I want a MAC championship. So I'm like, I, I understand, I know what it takes to win, and our team is is we're we're good. We just have to, we haven't put it together yet, you know. So I'm like, just give us, you know, some time. I'm confident about us. I'm I'm happy with how we how we play, you know. But the the win outcome hasn't come hasn't fell in our you know bracket yet. But it's gonna come. It's gonna come. Dom, tell us a little bit about Matt Eberflus. He's a Toledo guy. You're a Canton guy. I mean, does that help out at all? I mean, when you guys start talking about Northeast Ohio, and maybe you were talking about high school playoffs and the championship games were held here last week. Do you guys ever get into? Hey, Canton was better than Toledo. <laughs> Actually, he, uh, I told, we had a small conversation. Uh, he went to Whitmer and I told him that we played when I was there my junior year, we played Whitmer in the playoffs and we ended up losing to him. And, uh, you know, he was telling me about how he, you know, was, was a, was a kind of small fry kind of guy, you know, mm-hmm. run around hitting stuff. You know, he was just, he was one of those type of guys. And, uh, we kind of just bonded a little bit over that. And he, you know, that's, that's who he is. And I'm kind of like that too. I'm not, I'm not a small guy, but I'm 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 a hustle guy, and he loves that. That's how he wants our team. Our team is you know on the on the hits principle, and he's like, as long as you hustling hard, your intensity is where it's be, where it's, it's supposed to be, and you get takeaways, and you're smart, you'll be able to play for this team. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I looked it up right now. Of your ten losses, six are by one score or less. So you're right there, and as you know, Dom. Every level you go up, and this is the highest level, the NFL, right? There's right. that fine line between winning and losing. It may be one or two plays. It may be a bad call. But there are so many games that are determined in the last two minutes on one or two plays, and maybe it's the lack of experience. It's bringing the team together. The more you play together, the better you'll be. But you guys are kind of knocking on the door, but you're not getting the rewards at the end of the games, correct? Correct. We're right there. I, and, and it's been games, you know, it's been games where there have, been, there have been mistakes from all three phases. There have been some ST mistakes. There have been some defensive mistakes. There have been some offensive mistakes. And it's just yeah. like if we just limit those mistakes from each from each uh, group, we man, it's, some of them some of them losses will be will, will be dubs easy. Right. You know, Kenny, you mentioned six losses by one score, but they had a big lead on Green Bay, and they lost that game, you know, about a week ago or so. Question is this, Tom, what's the health of uh, Justin Fields, and what's it like playing alongside former Buckeye quarterback? Man, it's, a, it's crazy, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's like, man, it's, it's, there's this guy that's, you know, I played against him, I played against him in, in college. They they beat us down pretty bad. Where the game ended up getting called at the end of the game because it was raining and they were winning, they were up so bad that there was, the refs were just like, "Yeah, this ain't going. <laughs> right, <laughs> this game right. ain't going go nowhere." Uh, but but worse. And now I'm here with him, and he's he's a great guy, man. Like talking to him, you know, just being around him in the locker room. He's a, he's a really good really good dude. And then being able to see him do these things that he's doing on the field live on the sideline in person, it's like. This dude is almost a modern-day Vic. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking at his numbers. He's got 905 rushing yards right now, eight touchdowns on the ground. He's thrown for 13 touchdowns, uh, 61% passing uh, percentage and everything. So that's not terrible, but that, that'll get better with, with time and everything. So uh, you've got Justin there at uh, uh, the quarterback position, which is a, a nice position to have uh, you know, for the future. And then, as you said, you're starting now. And you're a defensive end, but when you think about it, you and Justin played the same position in high school. He's a quarterback. You're a defensive end. I'm still amazed by your transition right. from helicoptering in the end zone to beat Maslin to now chasing quarterbacks in the NFL, Dom. How have you done this? Uh, hard work. Hard work and determination, you know, and, and the, the blessing of God with the ability to be able to uh, – have the body to, to do multiple things. <laughs> hey, Dom, nice bye week. You know what you get for that? What? You get to prepare for the Eagles next week. I mean, what do you do on a bye week in the NFL? I mean, we saw you working out today, but, I mean, is, is, do you guys start studying tape? I mean, what do you do? Uh, honestly, it's, on, it's individual. You know, I'm definitely at some point going to crack open this iPad and, and start start getting in some extra work for the Eagles. Um you know, I feel like that's the that's the best way to go about it. That way, you know, I'm I'm prepared for what's coming up next week. Um, but you know, I'm sure the coaches have already they got they're they're about to start sending out their plans and stuff for what for us uh, next week, so that everybody can start getting a head start. How much will it help you? Do you think that you go up against a mobile quarterback in practice every day in Justin Fields, preparing for who right now is the front runner for the MVP in Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it's, I mean it's 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 a it's 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 nice. It's, we was the same way when we played Trey Lance in that first game, right? We had we had been going against Justin all throughout camp and preseason. So when we got the Lance, it was like we know how to keep. With, keep a quarterback in the pocket our, our d-line knows how to keep a quarterback in the pocket so i mean it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a problem for us well we wish you nothing but the best in that game mm-hmm. and throughout your career we always appreciate you uh, making time for us here on the the kenny and jt show and uh, from a fifth round pick to starting in the nfl here you are 13 games uh into the season uh and making a name for yourself and impacting that defense for the Chicago Bears. Uh, best of luck next week against the Eagles. Enjoy the bye week. Have a good holiday, and we'll talk to you after the season again when you come home. How's that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. Sounds great. <laughs> there he is. Dominique Robinson, defensive end, starting defensive end mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears. JT, fifth-round pick, right? right. Fifth-round picks, when you're drafted in the fifth round, you usually make the team. But to be a starter, you've really got to impress, or maybe there's some injuries along the way. Combination of both for him, right? And here's a kid taking advantage, and he's just scratching the surface with his abilities as a defensive end and how quick he is, Mm -hmm. having played the quarterback position, kind of understands maybe how to rush guys differently and everything, and he's going to have a fine career. And it also helps that the Bears, I don't know what they expected coming into the season, but they traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles early on, so that afforded them the luxury of saying, We've got a kid. We liked him in the preseason. Let's see how he performs under pressure. And good news for for us and, and for him as well and his family. And shout out to his dad, Anthony, the whole family. It's panned out. And the guy can play. And he can, you know, you see it on a weekly basis. So even if things don't pan out at, at Chicago, you're gonna you're gonna get signed somewhere else. Yeah, he's you heard him say he's a hustle guy, right? And he's a freak of an athlete for that size. 
So as a defensive end, as a special teams guy, there this is a kid that if he wants to can play in the league for a long time because of his God-given abilities and his athletic ability uh, to do a number of things. Heck, you could line him up as a tight end probably, and he'd be comfortable doing that yeah. uh, from when he transitioned from quarterback to tight end and then to defensive end. He was actually end. a wide receiver, but now his size says he's a tight end. <laughs> I mean, you think about a little bit of he, both, dude, yeah. He gave, let this sink in for a second. He gained 30 pounds in college. Now, he benefited from the fact that they had the uh, pandemic year, right? So right, he got the extra right. year to play in college. And had they not had that extra year, maybe he would have been undiscovered or maybe he had to go in, you know, an undrafted uh, player in the NFL. So the important news is this. You find somebody like that, that's a diamond in the rough. You take advantage of it, and it pays off. JT, guaranteed money when you're drafted, right? That, that's why you want to get drafted. You know, you hear guys, well, he only went in the fifth round. Yeah, but guess what? That's three years guaranteed money plus your signing bonus, right? And then you go from there to try mm-hmm. to get your second contract. When you're an undrafted free agent, yeah, you get to pick maybe where you want to sign, but that money's not guaranteed. And teams that draft you, and we know this from the Browns, right? Very rarely do they cut their draft picks, right? Because GMs don't want to look bad well, in cutting their draft hold picks. Hold on, though. It depends on who the GM is. Because guys in other regimes that were drafted by other uh, general managers, they get like, oh, you, know, you watch a game like the other night. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you've yep. got NASA defensive end. You're going to tell me that he couldn't still perform for the Cleveland Browns right now? But the difference was this, and I don't know if it was Dorsey's move to let him go or whomever else, but he played for the Raiders, and now he's playing for Tampa Bay, and I look at this guy, and he had a sack the other night, and I'm thinking to myself, man, wouldn't he look good in the orange and brown still? Yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I feel you. And... um you're right. Depending on if the guy that drafted you is still there, then your chances nope. of staying on the team are pretty good. If that GM is swapped out or the coach is swapped out, then uh, you better be good. That's just it. You're a draft pick, and especially a draft pick with the Cleveland Browns, and you're under Andrew Barry, you're going to be there for a long time. Now, think about this. I think it was today Tennessee Titans fired their GM. So if you're a draft pick from them and then they hire somebody else, nobody's entitled to keeping you around unless you're, you know, a, a great athlete on that team it just happens yeah so uh happy to see that work out and i'm still amazed by it jt that he was the quarterback of the last mckinley team to beat maslin let that sink well in, the right? thing is this you have to remember though and he told us this before when we interviewed him he's a defensive player he played linebacker at junior high and in high school he was a quarterback because they needed one he well, wasn't he a was pro- the best they had. He wasn't a prolific thrower. He, you know, they knew when he got to college that he wasn't going to be a quarterback. So it's, okay, what best suits your ability? And when you get to that level, you're an athlete. We're going to move you to where we think you play at the next level. My point was this, though. He's the last quarterback in high school to beat Mass. He's the last team, the too, though. Right? I mean, yeah. They haven't won a game since. Right. They beat him 30-28 to 28 that year right. in Dan Reardon's first year and Nate Moore's first it. year. That was eight some years of ago. The, some of the other games have been close, but you're right. He was the last quarterback to win that game. But when you think of the pecking order of elite, or in this case, you know, the, 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 the Mount Rushmore of McKinley quarterbacks, you know, you're not thinking Dominique Robinson. I'm sorry. You're, you're thinking, anybody, you know, Rock Hannes's, maybe the Warstells of the world, and guys that have won championships. This kid, though... When you think about it, in the pecking order of McKinley Bulldog, great athletes, there aren't a lot of them that went to the third level. 
You know, we've seen D1 athletes. We didn't always see guys make it to the NFL. Kudos to Dominique Robinson.